Ephesians chapter 1, from verse 3, quickly. Amen. Oh, shout glory. Shout glory. Is God not awesome? Learn it as if that, that's what you like. Learn the word of God as if the life, the, your life depends on the word. Amen. Amen. So it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. So if you are also joining us online, we are talking on the predestinate will. Amen. Amen. And this is the part four, the predestinate will part four. Amen. And from the beginning, we talked about Ephesians chapter one, verse three, when we talked about the pre destined purpose. That means that the purpose that God had conceived in himself, the scripture says, before the foundation of the world, and decided that in the, in what he refers to, the Spirit of the Lord refers to as the dispensation of the fullness of times, he might fulfill that purpose in the person of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. And then from our series, uh, part one, part two, we started by talking on certain important terminologies when we talk about the counsel of God's will. In the same Ephesians chapter 1 from verse 3 reading downwards, you see when it talks about the good pleasure of God's will. It talks about the dispensation of the fullness of times. It talks about the working of His will according to His counsel. Amen. And we went around to say all of that. And we are trying to, what we are trying to do is that we want to establish this truth in our souls, in our spirits and in our souls so that we can establish the truth that we are superior in this world. Amen. And also strike a distinction between the first Adam and the second Adam. Amen. Many Christians think that we are all the same. All men are the same. And what the scriptures teaches us is that there are two kinds of men. The first man, Adam, and the first, the second, and the last Adam. Amen. And the first Adam has his generation. And the last Adam also has his generation. So they are not the same. So we are not all from Adam. Amen. There's a generation from the first Adam and there's a generation from the second Adam. Is that not powerful? Shall we please take our seats? Is that not powerful? A generation of the second Adam. And we went on, I think when I was running up last week, I said that when a person is born again, the person is not a changed person. Amen. The person is a newly created person. And I said that the human spirit dies. Now when we talk about death, what comes into people's mind is that it's physical death. Physical death is the absence of the human spirit and the soul from the human body. Amen. So if somebody has died in Kolebu or died anywhere, he's died physically. But there is what we refer, the scriptures refer to as spiritual death. That is the death in the human spirit. And I said that when Adam sinned, death came into was passed on to all men. It says, by one man's offense, sin entered into the world. Or by one man's disobedience, sin entered into the world. Did you hear what I said? So sin entered into the world by Adam's disobedience, the first Adam. And death accompanied sin. That death he talks about is spiritual death. That is death in the human spirit. So there are people walking on the streets who are dead. Amen. They are alive in the physical. We see them alive. We see them walking. But I call them walking corpses. That means that they have death. 
the nature of sin, the nature of death, registered, implanted in their human spirit. Amen. And the person who made that possible was the devil. Jesus referred to the devil as the murderer from the beginning. Is that not powerful? It says he was a murderer from the beginning. Why? Because he murdered man. <laughs> Say he murdered man. By introducing sin into the spirit of man. The nature of sin registered in the spirit of man. So he calls the devil a murderer from the beginning. Did you hear what I said? Is that powerful? So that was what we were talking about. And I said that because of the nature of sin and death, I also talked about the fact that there's a principle of one man and his generation. And I said when God calls a man throughout the scriptures, like he called Abraham, like he called Noah, amen. He calls one man with a person, the person's generation in him. So God looks beyond the one man and sees that one man's generation. So in that same way, when he called, when he created Adam, even though Adam was not two men or three men, Adam was one man, he could see the lineage or the generation of Adam in him. In the same way when he was also raising Christ Jesus, he could see, foresee. In Isaiah chapter 53, we are told, he shall see his seed. Amen. He shall prolong his days. So he sees the generation of Christ Jesus, who is one man, and his generation, which is the church of Jesus Christ. Shout glory. glory. Shout glory. So in Ephesians chapter 1, just to refresh our memory, we say, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. This who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Verse 4. Hurry up. Hurry up. Amen. Amen. Verse 4. Verse 4. According as he has chosen us in him. So if you are watching us online, you can just watch the scriptures and also write down certain things to help you. Amen. 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 No Christian can think that he is superior to demons if he doesn't have this knowledge. He might be in church. There are a lot of Christians who are still in bondages. That in prophetic meetings we have to break. Amen. Is that not true? I said, is that not true? Is that supposed to be? No. Imagine Jesus in bondage and we have to break that bondage. We call Jesus, come forward. Say, let us break that bondage. Say, demon pursuing you here and there. And it's true that there are demons pursuing some Christians here and there, left and right, kicking all the things before them. It's a fact. Why are all these things happening? Because the church has not been taught the knowledge of Christ. So when you look at Paul's epistles, most of the epistles were full of prayers. And he tells us the content of these prayers. Amen. So he says, ever since I heard of your faith in the Lord, I do not cease to pray for you and to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of God's will. Not to pray that all, all the witches should catch fire somewhere. No. Amen. That you might be filled with the knowledge of God's will. In all wisdom and spiritual understanding, he says, that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. So you can't even walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing if you are ignorant. How would you live? How would you walk? I always say that it takes knowledge to act. If somebody gives you an item and you know nothing about that item, will you be able to use it? You hold it and press here and press here and press here and press there and press there until it, it spoils. Is that not true? So every item comes with a manual. 
The manual for the Christian is the epistles. The manual granted or given to the Christian to know how to live are the epistles written for us. Did you hear what I said? Write it down. It's very important. The epistles written for us. So it's according as he has chosen us in him. It says before the foundation of the world. According as he has chosen us in him. It says before the foundation of the world. Not after the foundation of the world. That we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Verse 5. Is that not powerful? That we should be holy. Say I'm holy. holy. I'm without blame before him. When he looks at me, he sees that I'm unblameable. I'm without blame. Before him. Having predestinated us. This is where we get it from. Amen. Having predestinated us. And I said the word predestinate means that to prearrange by divine order in a way that cannot be changed. Amen. To predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will. Say the good pleasure of his will. Go to verse 6. So we explained all of these things. Verse 6. Hurry up. I just want us to just go through so that to the praise of the glory of his grace wherein he has made us accepted in the beloved. Say I'm accepted in the beloved. Verse 7. Child powerful man of God. In whom we have redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Verse 8. Maybe one day I have to take it one by one and explain. Is that not true, Brother Lash? Let me just explain this one for today. Wherein he has abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence. From verse 9. Mm-hmm. Having made known unto us. So this is Paul speaking. Amen. Paul is saying that it has been made known. Having made known unto us. The mystery of his will according to his good pleasure which he has purposed in himself. So he has made known unto us the mystery of his will. He has now made it known. Amen. Go to verse 10. Having made known unto us. And that's why we teach it today. It has been made known unto us. The mystery of his will. That in the dispensation of the fullness of times he might gather together in one all things in Christ both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times. Now take us to Ephesians chapter 3. Oh, shout glory. Take us to Ephesians chapter 3 from verse 1. Are you here? Are you here? So I love the word of God. It's a food for my spirit. It's a food for my soul. Come on, shout glory. For this cause I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ for you Gentiles. Uh-huh. If you have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God which is given me to you, world. If you have heard. Is that not powerful? Look at how Paul introduced himself. How that by revelation, this is Paul the apostle speaking, that by revelation he made known unto me, Paul. Say Paul. He made known by revelation unto me the mystery. 
as I wrote afore in few words, or I wrote in few words. So that when you, whereby when you read, you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ. So Paul's knowledge was what he refers to as my knowledge. Paul's knowledge. Say Paul's knowledge. So now it is your knowledge. Say Prince knowledge. Is that not true? So it says my knowledge. It says in the mystery of Christ. So Paul had knowledge by revelation in the mystery of Christ. The mystery of Christ. Why does he call it a mystery? Because it was a hidden thing. Concerning Christ was hidden. Hidden where? In God. Let's continue. You see there. Verse 5. It's very powerful. The mystery of I have a message on that. Maybe I'll reteach it again. Is that not powerful? This which in other ages was not made known unto the sons of men. As it is now revealed. Say now revealed. Unto his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. So Paul says by revelation. Say by revelation. Then he says that in the ages that were past and gone, it was not known to the sons of men. This particular revelation, that is the mystery of Christ. So Paul is telling us that all throughout the ages, all the men who came before Christ, or who came, yes, before Christ, did not have this revelation. None of them knew it. The only person who knew this was God. Only God knew and then when Paul was converted it was revealed to Paul what this mystery is so if Paul had not brought this mystery it would have been difficult to know what exactly God was trying to achieve oh hear what I said so this which in other ages say other ages was not made known unto the sons of men it was not made known that means it was not revealed or unveiled to the sons of men in other ages as it is now revealed unto his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. Is that not powerful? It is that mystery or that hidden thing that Paul refers to as the mystery of Christ. Is that same hidden thing that he refers to as the predestinate will or purpose of God. Something that God had conceived in himself, by himself, unknown to anyone until he revealed Christ. Who heard what I said? And it is not just the person of Christ, also the knowledge of the person of Christ and his church. Come on, shout glory. glory. Who heard what I said? The very powerful scripture, very powerful. But I don't want to go into all of that. You know, so I said something last week that the new, the human spirit dies. So when Jesus came after his own genealogy, after his own kind, Different from the first Adam, he had a plan. God had a plan in Christ. So when Jesus was walking on the streets, God knew that he had raised a man, another man. And that man was going to raise a, a different kind of generation. Come on, shout glory. glory. It is that generation that we refer to as the new creation or the new man in Christ. That generation was raised through Christ Jesus by the operations of God to live a life that is higher than the ordinary man. Why? Because before that man came, 
they were men. And those men were fashioned to look like the first man. So when the first man sinned, all of them sinned. But before Jesus could raise this particular kind of generation, he had to deal with the issue of sin that we talked about last week. Amen. He had to deal not just with the issue of sin, but deal with the altar of sin. In sinful man, in the first man and his generation, he had to deal with that. Who heard what I said? So that generation was subject to sin and death and to the altar of sin, which is the devil. Jesus called him a murderer from the beginning. A murderer when? From the beginning. He caused the death of the first man. Amen. So Jesus had to deal with sin and deal with the effects of sin and deal with the altar of sin, who is the devil before he could raise his own generation. So even though that intention was in God, and this time was in Christ, as he was walking in Galilee, he had that intention to bring out his generation. God had brought forth one man, and the generation of that one man had been corrupted. And so that one man had become a subject to sin, and a subject to spiritual death and a subject to physical death and a subject to the effects of sin including sickness and diseases and a subject to demons so demons were lording over man they saw Adam and his generation as those under their feet did you hear what I said sin was lording over man the devil was ruling over man so that is why when Jesus came in Luke chapter 1, in Luke chapter uh, 1, chapter 4, when he went to the wilderness after he received the Holy Ghost and was tempted, the devil came to me and said, oh, You see all these things? They all belong to me. Did the devil say that? And he says, If you bow down to me, I'll give them to you. Because he had become Lord over man. So when the another man came, Christ Jesus came, he wanted to get him like he got the first man. Remember what I said? So that he could rule over him. So he says that, you see, the kingdoms of this world have been given unto me. Where did he get it from? He got it from Adam. I said it, but I've said Satan was Lord in hell. As a fallen angel, he was cast down into hell. You know what I said? And as a, as a person, or a fallen angel that was cast into hell, he had his lordship over demons, over evil spirits. He had his own structure. His spiritual structures. Over principalities. And all of that. And they were all in oppression. So when the first man was formed, and he threw the serpent, beguiled Eve, the Bible says. You didn't hear what I said. So he had come to have, he had taken the dominion that God gave to Adam and added to his own Lordship over evil spirits in hell and other fallen angels. So he was carrying two dominions. <laughs> Where what I said? That's if two dominions or two lordships. He had taken Adam's own too. Because Adam had become a subject. I said it last week. I said that there is the human spirit of the first man, Adam. 
that was created by breath. And after man sinned, man fell. So that human spirit had become a subject. I said, God sees things from your spirit. And God sees that you are great. He's not looking at your hair or your suit or your certificate. He's looking at your human spirit. Who heard what I said? So he looks at things from your spirit. The scripture says, when Samuel was going to anoint David, and Samuel was about making a mistake as a prophet, because he saw earlier, he saw all the other men coming, mighty men, and David, a young guy, and was about anointing earlier, because he said, stop. For I do not see as men see. For men see from outward appearance, but I look at the heart. Amen. The scripture says, the eye of the Lord moves to and fro. And it says, I, the Lord, I try the reins. So God defines a person based on the condition of his heart. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's very important. So why am I saying that? Because after Adam had sinned like this, and sin had entered in the spirit of the first man, Adam, he had become a subject to the devil. And God recognized that. That he had fallen like the fallen angel. And by that, he had exchanged what was granted him, his human spirit, for that which the devil gave to him. There was an exchange. Say exchange. And all men had become a slave to the devil. So when Jesus also showed up as a man, but another kind of man, Jesus was the only one of his kind in his generation. Did you hear what I said? In his time where he was born and he started growing up and all that, he was the only one of his kind. Why? Because he was born of God. He was not an ordinary child. His human spirit had what we call the life of God. So the Bible calls him the firstborn of all creation. He is the first to be born among all men that ever lived. Born of God. All men were born by women. Isaac, born by women, two or false. Joe, born by women, two or false. Who else? Any name you can mention. Jesus is the only one to, be, to have been born of God. His DNA was from God. It's a spiritual DNA. It's called eternal life. So the angel said, He shall be called the Son of the Highest. Is that what he said? Is that what he said? So the angel said when he met Mary. So Jesus was different in his generation, in, at that particular time. All the other men, two were considered in section A like this. Say section A. Then Jesus alone was in section B. Um, one of his kind. A different type of person at that time. Look at what I said there. Is that powerful? But you see, because the whole human race had been corrupted, he had to deal with sin. Like I said earlier, the source of sin, the nature of sin. Because the Bible says sin had reigned unto death. And the reason why I want to strike this distinction, so you understand where we are. And then you understand your rights as a Christian. There are a lot of rights we have that we are refusing to enjoy because of ignorance. For instance, we have rights to health. Do you hear what I just said? We have rights to cast out devils. It's a right. Not to have devils tie our finances and tie our businesses. No. Who hear what I said? 
It's a right. Say it's a right. So we have rights. But if you don't understand this, you can't exercise those rights. If you don't understand the distinction between the two persons, the first man is generation, the second man, and it's also his generation. Because under the first man, the Bible describes that sin reigned unto death. Sin reigned. Go to Romans quickly. I like that scripture so much. Come on, shout glory. glory. Romans chapter 5 from verse 18, 19, 20, 21. Very powerful truth. I want us to see there. Are you hearing something? Yes. If you are hearing, wave your hand and shout, Glory! glory. Say, so I refuse to be ignorant. Say, so I refuse to be ignorant. I refuse to walk anyhow and experience anything. I'm walking the walk of God. I'm living the life of God. I'm working the works of God in the name of Jesus. Because I'm not an ordinary person. Therefore, as by the offense of one, do you see the Romans chapter 5? Judgment by the offense of one. Say the offense of one. Oh, say it as you mean. Say it as if you've drunk some water. Say by the offense of one. He says that therefore as by the offense of one. He's talking about one man. He's talking about the first man, Adam. Judgment came upon all men to condemnation. Judgment came also. All men were under condemnation. Even so, by the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. Is this not powerful? Go to verse 19 and just see something there. Oh. For as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. So many were not made sinners because they sinned. Or they committed sin. Or they committed acts of sin. But many were made sinners by the disobedience of one man. He's talking about Adam. Then he says, even so, by the obedience of this another one man, shall many be made righteous. The obedience of one man. The disobedience of one man. So, by the Holy Ghost, is, is distinguishing between the two, true or false. I'm taking you somewhere. Say, take us. Verse 20. Is that not powerful? I say, is that not powerful? Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. If you don't talk back, you sleep. Is that true? Adam fell because he didn't talk back. Oh, it's true. He was standing beside the wife. The wife said, don't you think what the serpent is saying is true? Because the Bible says Adam was not deceived. But Eve was deceived. Is that what the Bible says? So meaning that while that the tricks of the devil, Adam saw it. The serpent as he was, Adam said, oh, I'll call you See, but for his love for his wife. <laughs> That's what somebody is waiting for me to say. <laughs> Moreover, the Lord... <laughs> Amen. Amen. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. But where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. Powerful. Verse 21. See 21. That as sin has reigned. Sin. Say sin. The nature of sin. Has reigned unto death. Even so, might grace reign through righteousness unto, unto eternal life 
by Jesus Christ. So, to the first Adam, sin reigned unto death. That means that sin reigned so much that man's spirit died. And the man's physical body died. Sin so had so much dominance, reigning, lordship, that sin, sicknesses, diseases, were all reigning in man. Did you hear what he said? Then he says that even so might grace also reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. So sin reigned. Now righteousness is reigning. But you see, the righteous people are still experiencing what the reign of sin and death. That is where the problem is. Did you hear what I said? Now the ones who have received the righteousness of God and are supposed to reign in life are still experiencing death. That's the church. So today, cancer hits this person in church. Tomorrow, diabetes hits this person in church. The next day, uh, some demons are chasing somebody in the dream. He's a Christian. The next day, some demon has held somebody's business and is just hanging somewhere. Is that supposed to be? No. Not because of your works, but because of what you've been made. The Christian has been made. So in this particular generation or age, sin was reigning in their bodies. And God saw that, no, sin is reigning too much. Now I'm raising another generation. They are reigning over this, my first generation. So let me raise another generation. And all those who come after this second generation, they will not be part of this reign of sin and death. Do, do you get what I'm saying? Who heard what I said there? That's the reason for this. And that's the reason why I'm teaching you this. It's not just that we have come to the classroom and I'm teaching you. Amen. So that you know the difference. But for some reason, which we will attribute to ignorance, many Christians are still living like they are under the reign of sin and death. They are still living. They are still confessing as people who are still under this reign of sin and death. Sin is still ruling in their bodies. It is strange. Is that not strange? It's like a Ghanaian taken to US or UK and that Ghanaian in US or UK is experiencing what is in Ghana. The sunshine in Ghana is still hitting in, in UK. So, I mean, UK. So we are bombing. Ghana, we are not bombing with UK. Is that not strange? Because there's a difference. There's no difference. That's why I'm teaching this. So I'm not an ordinary person. Do you hear what I said? So what Jesus did was to deal with sin and to deal with the reign of sin and to deal with spiritual death and physical death all together. What did he do? He went on the cross. He says, I have power to lay down my life and I have power to take it up again. Now what he did was that he wanted to deal with sin in sinful man. The scripture says, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. When did all sin? When the one man disobeyed all sinned in the one man. David said, in sin did my mother conceive me. What was he saying? It was a prophetic utterance. 
take, take, telling us, taking us back to what happened in the garden. In sin did my mother conceive me. Whoever I just said. So Jesus went on the cross. The scripture says that for who, he who knew no sin was made sin. He did not say he who knew no sin sinned or committed sin. But he was made sin. That meant that God made Jesus a sinner. The new man who had come to raise his generation had to deal with the issue of the old generation, the old man. Or the Adamic generation had to deal with it. So when Jesus went on the cross, he went on the cross as a substitute for sin, for sinful man. Now, that is what I say that when Jesus was on the cross, he was on the cross as the first Adam. Immediately, he took upon himself to be a substitute for the sin in sinful man. Are we here? Is Pastor Fair here? Amen. Immediately, he became a substitute for sin. He became the first Adam. Why? Because his spirit, his soul, his body had been delivered as a substitute for all men who had sinned. So Jesus, first of all, in order to achieve his goal, had to deal with this canker. Remember what I said? That was in man. And he could do that by de- taking the place of man. So we call him the substitute of sinful man. At that time, he had become a substitute for sin. And for sinful man, or for the sinner. When he became a substitute for sin, he had been made the first Adam on the cross. So when Jesus was on the cross, he was on the cross in place of the first Adam and his generation. So he was the generation, he had become an Adamic man at that time. An Adamic man. Amen. He became an Adamic person sitting on the cross or hanged on the cross. And his human spirit was wearing sin. So when he said, he said, my father, my father, why hast thou forsaken me? He said that because the father had forsaken him. At that time, he had become a sinner. He did not commit sin. So when you read throughout the scriptures, you said there was no sin found in him, the Bible says. So he did not commit sin. Or he did not sin. But the scripture says he was made. Say made. So there's a way God makes a person. Say making. Say making. So he was made sin and became the first man, Adam, on the cross. As long as he was the substitute for Adam, he had become Adam on the cross. And his human spirit was was having sin, the nature of sin. So he had also been cut off from his father. His spirit man had died. Spiritual death. Say spiritual death. Who understand what I'm explaining right now? Is that powerful? Amen. So his human spirit is what was referred to what the scriptures call the old man. Say the old man. Say the old man. Say his human spirit was referred to the old man. Write it down. It's very important. The old man. Say the old man. Is that not powerful? The scriptures talks about the old man. Why the old man? 
The old man is the human person or the, the spirit person or the human spirit or the spirit of a man carrying the nature of sin in the human body. So Jesus was on the cross as Adam. He was on the cross as the old man. Because his human spirit had taken on sin. He says he was made sin who knew no sin. That we might be made. He was made sin. The old man, write it down, is the human spirit wearing the nature of sin. The human spirit having the nature of sin. Come on, right. Is that not powerful? He calls that the old man. So you see that in Romans chapter 6, verse 6, and I think the book of Colossians and Ephesians, he mentions that about the old man. The human spirit of a person having sin. That person is called, is referred to as spiritually dead. Amen. But the human spirit that he carries, that human spirit is a person having the nature of sin, being fashioned as a sinner, carrying the image of sin, which is the image of the devil. That human spirit looks like the devil in nature. That human spirit looks like the devil. When they, that, that, person, that person's human spirit leaves his body and he steps out. You see the nature, the likeness of the devil. Because he carries the nature of the devil. That human spirit is referred to as the old man. Why am I teaching you some of these things? You understand. So we are dealing with natures and pers- we are dealing first of all with personalities and nature. We are not just dealing with acts. Do you hear what I said? Write it down. We are dealing with personalities and nature. That's what Jesus was, was coming to was trying to do on the cross. Not just acts. Who hear what I said there? Is that powerful? Is that powerful? So he was wearing sin. And then he died. Because he had become a substitute for sinful man and taking the place of the first Adam and his generation and had become the old man he died now if Jesus had not been made sin or had not been made the substitute for sin he couldn't have been killed that is why he said it himself he says I have power to lay down my life he didn't say that somebody can take their life away his life couldn't have been taken what an authority is that not authority he's referred to as the prince of life so he has power to lay down his life he says I have put down my life I'm going to wear sin for sinful man on the cross he died now he died spiritually before he died physically that was the same thing that happened to Adam in the garden. After all that happened, he died spiritually. But he did not die physically there. Did he die physically there? No. That same day after God said, what have you done? He says that I have sinned. The other three, the food that you said I shouldn't eat, did it collapse and die? No. But he had already died. His human spirit attested that he had died. The same thing happened to Jesus. He died in his spirit. 
cut off from the father. And he also died physically. So Jesus was carried. That death, his human spirit, which was the old man. Say old man. Say old man. Who understands the old man now? That human spirit left his body and went straight to hell. And his human body was carried by one rich man. His name is Joseph of Arimathea. And the other women. And carried to the tomb to be buried. The only person who could take his body was a rich man. Come on, shout glory. So I refuse to be poor. And was carried to be buried. But whilst his body was being carried to be buried and embalmed and all of that, his human spirit with the nature of sin went to hell. Why did the human spirit go to hell? Because the human spirit went as a prisoner to hell. The human spirit of Jesus had become a prisoner of the devil. That human spirit went to hell. What was the purpose of him going to hell? He went to hell to deal with sin. To deal with death. To deal with the devil who is the source of both. That was the purpose of going to hell. So Jesus went to hell as the old man. Say it after me. Say Jesus went to hell as the old man. So when he entered hell, the devil could see that this one belongs to me. All is to know he has been crucified. He has come here. Amen. But it did not end there. Go to Hebrews chapter 2. Come on, shout glory. glory. You see, these truths must be, must be so much inside of you. Amen. I said, say, amen. amen. Shout glory. glory. Shout glory. glory. Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 2, verse what? From verse 12. Hurry up. God is awesome. Say, God is awesome. Mazonto akapalikadosh. Maleto teleba. Okay, saying, I will declare thy name unto my brethren. In the midst of the church will I sing praise unto thee. Verse 13. This is so powerful. This Hebrews chapter 2 is a very powerful scripture. And again, I will put my trust in him. And again, behold, I and the children which God has given me. Uh huh. Verse 14. Is that not powerful? It says, For as much then are the ch- uh, uh, as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, Jesus also himself likewise took part of the same. He became like them. That through death, through his death, he might destroy him. That has the power of death. So somebody was the one wielding the power of death. He was holding it. That is the devil. And has corrupted the whole human race with his power. With the wrong influence. <laughs> Shout glory. That is the devil. Say that is the devil. So the devil in hell was holding the power of death. And had introduced sin into human, the human race. And introduced death into the human race. So when Jesus went to hell... The scripture says that he took part of the same. That means that he became like the Adamic generation. So that he will be a partaker of flesh and blood. And so that he himself likewise took part of the same. That through death, through the instrumentality of death. So his death 
was a means to an end, true or false. Through death, he might destroy. Now, this word, this scripture, Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14, you must meditate, to it for about, meditate on it for about six months. It's not a scripture to look at, write notes, and go. When these scriptures really hit your spirit, when the aura of these scriptures is around you, all the witches in your family will salute you. Did you know what I said? All the demons will salute you. When the aura of that scripture, the aura of the scripture, it means there's a way you can meditate on the scripture and create an aura around you of that scripture. <laughs> I had a man of God who said it one night he meditated till a witch who was flying just fell on his roof. <laughs> was meditating in the night on the scripture. said praying in the Holy Ghost. It's an aura. It's a force of the scripture. It's a force of scriptures. Who heard what I said? You heard something shout glory. So, so to destroy him that had the power of death. That is that now this scripture means that no Christian in any way should be in any kind of bondage. That must be broken anywhere. Because the one who broke the bondage is here. He went straight to hell. That he might destroy. That word destroy means to render impotent. Or to render powerless. These were scriptures those days, early days. I remember when I prayed in the Holy Ghost. And the demons would be attacking me when I go and pray. The demons would chase me back to my room. When I'm sleeping, they would say, no, you won't let this boy sleep. Amen. They were looking for means to get me to be afraid. And so the scripture doesn't work. The more they pursued me here, and then the more I took this scripture, Hebrews 2.14. I said the scriptures cannot be broken. And the more I meditated, I meditated on it until all of their influences broke. They ran away. I didn't break it. They, 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 they said, no, this one is different. They ran away and left me behind. Ever since they've run away and left me behind. We have to go and look for them and discipline them again. But it says that through death he might render impotent or render powerless him that had the power of death, that is the devil. So the devil had the power of death until Jesus went to hell. When Jesus' human spirit with all the nature of sin and soul went to hell, he went to render powerless this devil who was holding the power of death. Go to verse 15. Is that not powerful? Who heard that? Who heard that? And deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Did you hear it there? It says, and to deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime, what? Read it there. What is there? Is that true or false? Were they subject to bondage? Did he deliver them? Did the scripture say that? Do you believe that? I said, do you believe that? Is that not powerful? To deliver them who through fear of death where all their life all this happened now listen is that not powerful when all this was going on in hell no christian was there when all this was going on in hell there was no christian did you hear what i said did you hear what i said there was no christian Christianity begins 
from the resurrection of Jesus. So no one could be called a Christian. So in reality, when you study scriptures, putting one or two together, you would come to realize that in reality, Jesus did not die for the Christian. You hear what I said? Jesus did not die for the new creation. Jesus did not die for the new man. Because when Jesus died and went to hell, there was no new man. There was no new creation. There was no Christian. There was no church of Jesus Christ. That is the reality. Now why is this very important? I will show you why. Then we close. Come on, shout glory. glory. But you see, when you study the scriptures, sometimes in the writings of Paul, in the writings of Peter, you discover that those two are together. Those of you, it says, you, uh, what? You, that you were yet sinners. Christ died for you. Is that not powerful? And some other scriptures, so when you study, you see, you think it's the same. Oh, that they were all sinners. Christ died for them. Then you say, oh, okay, we were sinners. And Christ died for us. You see, that is good. Is that not good? That is good. But that is why it's important that we study. The more you study the, the, the same writings of Paul, the more you, distinct, you see the differences coming up. Coming up. So that you are not just reading one scripture. All you know is one scripture. And basing your teachings on one scripture. So many Christians think that the devil has rights to still afflict Christians. They say the devil is still powerful. Even though Jesus defeated him, he's still powerful. Is that not what some, some say? Oh, is that not what some say? If the devil is still powerful, then it means that his reign of death and is the reign of sin is still ongoing. But that is not the truth. No matter how mighty the devil may appear, he has been defeated. In the face of Jesus and his church, he's a defeated foe. Who heard what I said? Listen very carefully. So when Jesus went to hell, there were no Christians anywhere. Christianity had not yet begun. At this particular time, he was dealing with the issue of sin and death and demons and their authority over humanity. He was dealing with all those things. He was dealing with the transgressions that were under the old covenant and dealing with the same nature that had ravaged the whole human race and brought, made the whole human race a subject of the devil. He was dealing with all those things. So when he died and went to hell, so Jesus did not die for the Christian. Jesus was raised for the Christian. Write it down, it's very important. He did not die for the Christian. He was raised for the Christian, for the new creation. Or he was raised as the new creation. Jesus died as the old man, for the old man. And was raised as a new man for the new man in Christ. Let me finish. Add that one to it. Come on, shout glory. glory. You are feeling sleepy. You, you, you stand up and kick your leg. It will be free. Amen. It's a direction of the spirit. <laughs> Come on, shout glory. glory. You know what I said? Jesus died what? Died as the new, as the old man for the old man. For the Adamic generation. Right? Add it to that. In bracket, Adamic generation. Jesus died for the old man. Or died as the old man. For the old man into bracket, Adamic generation. And was raised as a new man. 
for the new man in Christ. Into bracket, Christ-like generation. The Christian. Who heard what I said there? Come on, shout powerful man of God. Who has heard something tonight? Let me just conclude. Let me conclude. Come on, shout glory. glory. Shout glory. glory. Is that not powerful? These things must not be something you have heard before. No. You have not heard it until you are in control. Yes, sir. I have heard this truth. A truth that does not work for you, it means it's not so much in you. The word of God is not for hearing, it's for doing. Yes, sir. What I said. Until you've heard enough to do, you've not heard enough. Okay. Write that one even down. Until, <laughs> until, until you've heard enough to do, you've not heard enough. Come on, shout glory. glory. Is that not powerful? Who oh, is hearing something today? Who oh, is hearing something today? Yes, Are you being empowered? Are you being empowered? Come on, shout glory. glory. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Is that not powerful? God has gotten something down. So when he went to hell and def- the Bible says he rendered impotent, powerless the devil. After he conquered the devil, the Bible says that he made a public show of him. Is that powerful? So he defeated the devil. So I want to stay with this scripture because this scripture is so powerful for me. Amen. After that, he had gone to hell as the old man. This is where the truth is. So all this was dealing with the Adamic generation, but the intention of God still stood. That predestined purpose of God to raise a superior kind of person was still there. So in resurrection, Jesus could not have been raised as a sinner. Remember, he went to hell. Say he went to hell. I like doing this because he descended, the Bible says, into the deep. So he descended. Amen. So he went to hell as a sinner, as the old man. He couldn't have been raised back to life as the old man. So there had to be what we refer to as the operations of God. Right? Now say the operations of God. Operations of God. By his spirit operations of God. So in hell Jesus had to be raised. But you see there was what we, there was what we refer to as the operations of God by the Spirit. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 19 quickly. Hurry up. Hurry up because of our time. Let me hit this one. Shout glory. glory. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 19 Are we there? And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us world who believe according to the working of his mighty power. Say mighty power. Mighty power. Mm-hmm. Verse 20. Which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly place. So it says that he, Jesus was raised from the dead. But you see, he couldn't have been raised from the dead as the old man. So through the operations of the spirit, he was born again. This is a very powerful scripture. Is that not true? It says, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him. There was a, the, the word wrought means to cause to happen or to cause something to happen. 
there's a working. So there was a working. There was a causing of something to happen. Now go to Hebrews chapter 1. Let me show you what that causing was all about. Amen. Oh, shout glory. Who is hearing something here? I said, who is hearing something here? God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners, spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets. Verse 2. Oh, Christians. Say Christians. Has in these last days spoken unto us by his son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the wells. Verse 3. Hurry up. Who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged us, since sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. Verse 4. Being made so much better than the angels, as he has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. Verse 5. For unto which of the angels said he at any time, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. And again, I will be to him a father, and shall be to me a son. Now this declaration was done by the raising of Jesus. So says, which of the angels did he say that you are my son? This day have I begotten thee. And again, I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. So what happened when Jesus was being raised is what we refer to as begotten. Begotten. Beget. To give birth to. To bring something new into existence. Whoever I just said. So that word begotten. So it means that what happened was that that that, that, that person of sin that went to hell, the old man, before he could raise, went into what I refer to as the womb of the spirit. It's what he calls to rout or the workings of the spirit. He went through the womb of the spirit to be a new man. When the person of sin, the old man, entered into the womb of the spirit, that, that person was created anew. Remember what I said. So when Jesus was being raised from the dead, he was being raised as a newly created person. Different from the one that went to hell. Until this understanding hits the body of Christ, we will teach Christianity in a particular way. That is the truth. So, that human spirit went into the womb of the Holy Ghost and was created again. Created a new it is that new person that we refer to as the new man or the new creation the new type of person that was raised after sin death devils had been defeated who heard what I said so that new man came so he calls that he says that this day have I begotten thee that is why you see Revelation chapter 1 verse 4 take me there quickly Come on, shout glory, glory, glory. Come on, shout glory. Is that not powerful? Are we there? Are we there? Are we there? Go to verse 5. Are we there? Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. It says that, and from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead. You see the word there again? Begotten. It says, begotten of the dead. Now, 
it, that's, that's, that phrase, begotten of the dead, means that the first to be born from death. He died and went to hell. Did you hear what I said? He died and went to hell. He was raised. But in his resurrection, he was born again. Or he was born anew. Or he was created anew. That human spirit. So he was born again. So Jesus is the first person to be born again. He was born again in resurrection from hell. The first of his kind. So when Jesus came out and entered into his body and stood up, that Jesus was a new person. The person that went to hell and the person that had been raised were two different persons. The one that went to hell went as a person of sin. Amen. The one that was raised was raised as a person of righteousness. Having the nature and the life of God in him. We are talking about human spirits. We are talking about what? We are talking about what? We are not talking about physical things here. Amen. So look into the human spirit. <laughs> Amen. Because his body had been taken to the tomb. How many of you know that? But his spirit had gone down. And had done all those things. Now, why is this important? So that you can differentiate between the one who went to hell and the one who was raised. The one who went to hell and the one who was raised are two different people. They are different in their difference lies in their personalities. And the difference lies in their nature. It is this person that the scriptures refer to as the new man. So there is the old man, then there is the new man. The old man went to hell. The new man was raised. It is that new man we refer to as the new creation. The new person to have been created, a new creation. And I said, when we say something is a new creation, it means something that has never been existed before, that has been brought into being. When we say a car is a new creation, it means we've not seen that car before. It's not that it was worked upon and the lights were changed and it's a new creation. Can, can it be a new creation? We say it's old, old model that has been re- refurbished, or what do they call that? Re- refurbished something. Is that not true? But a new creation means that, and I've said it before, I said, if a phone is a new creation, it means it has never existed before. We don't know this kind of phone. Do you understand? We don't know how this one, well, this one is very different. It's a new creation. That is what happened to the human spirit of Jesus. So the Bible calls Jesus the first to be born from dead. He calls him, number one, the firstborn of every creation. And he calls him the firstborn from the dead. Why the firstborn? The first to, is this not English? Who is the firstborn in your house? The one who was born first. Amen. He cannot say, if somebody is born, say, oh, I used to belong to Obed's family, now I belong to Pastor Prince's family. Is that possible? Once there is a birth involved, it means that person has never existed before. So the type of the person or personality of Jesus, the spirit person, the spirit man, the human spirit of Jesus that was raised, had never existed before. And was created by the Holy Spirit as a superior person. Remember, he was created by the Holy Ghost after sin, sickness, death, the devil had been defeated. So the superiority of the new man lies in the fact that when he was raised, 
all these beings had already been defeated. In fact, when the new man came into being, he did not even know about them. I don't know whether you hear what I said. That is what that is the power of the resurrection. That is why people don't argue with Christians when we say Jesus died. But people argue with Christians, especially Muslims, when they see that we say that Jesus was raised. Why? Because everybody died. All the religious heads died. But Jesus did not die as a religious head. Did you hear what I said? He died as the old man and was raised as the new man. So you should understand that in what we refer to simply as the resurrection, or Jesus was raised, there was a birthing of a new person. Birth, say birth. So when it says the first born from the dead, means the first to be born from the dead. The first. Ah, is that not, is that not powerful? Then that human spirit went straight into the tomb and entered into the body that was in the tomb. And Jesus was raised. Is that not powerful? Jesus was the first new creation. So that anyone that believes in Jesus is fashioned to look like him in his spirit. That is the new man and his generation coming. So that everyone and all this were all this were in God. That's what Paul was saying. Before he had planned all of this. He calls that the good counsel, the good pleasure of his will and the counsel of his will That is what we refer to as the introduction of the new creation in the resurrection of Jesus. So Jesus had become like the one person that looked so different, unique and superior. And God had made it such that any man that believes in this Jesus and confesses that Jesus, why? Because he's the only one, the first and only one to have gone there to defeat the devil and to be raised of his kind. So anyone that believes in him will be made just like him. Who heard what I said there? He calls him the captain of their salvation. He calls them, he calls him the altar of faith. Says looking unto Jesus. Who is the altar of faith? Is that not what he says? He calls him the altar of their faith. He calls him the captain of their salvation. Who is the captain? Who is the captain? <laughs> you hear what I said? The head. So everyone that believes Jesus was leading the new creation. Jesus is the leader. He's leading. Amen. So when you see the new creation coming, you see Jesus leading. When you look at, look back at Jesus, you see all those who believed in him and are looking like Jesus also coming. So the Christian is not struggling with sin because the Christian was born after sin had been dealt with. The Christian is not struggling and this is, this is a mentality that you must have to deal with even sicknesses. The effects of sin and the consequence of sin and diseases. All those things happened in hell. They ended in hell. There was no Christian. You were not there. Now let me show you what that means. When a person enters this church as a sinner, 
Amen. He carries the nature of sin. The person of sin, the old man. When he confesses the lordship of Jesus, immediately his spirit man is created anew. Now, what, 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 what confuses many Christians is that when the person came to church and we say, oh, he's a sinner, then he confessed the logic of Jesus, we think he has changed. Oh, he has changed, he has confessed. It is not a changes. Did you hear what I said? It is not a changes that he has changed. It is a new person introduced into his spirit. So the one who entered this church and we all knew as Kojo, Kojo, Kojo. And that one who after confession is living, they are two different people in the sight of God. So when God looks at that Kojo, he's no longer that Kojo you are talking about. He's a newly created person. That is what has happened to his spirit. You see, what the Holy Ghost did to Jesus in resurrection is what that same Holy Ghost does to your human spirit when you confess Jesus as Lord. It's the same spirit. Is what? Is what? So it says the Holy Ghost and our spirit bears witness. Did you hear what I said? The Holy Ghost and your spirit bears witness that truly you are a child of God. Who is bearing the witness? The Holy Ghost and your spirit. So when we say that you are superior, we are not looking at where you stay in Ghana. We are not looking at the clothes you, you came Do you know even know that when you came with this suit and you are sitting down listening to this word and the word of God is coming to you, do you know as these words are coming to you, you have even changed? You may be wearing the same suit, but you have changed. That mentality of all the witches are so powerful, Charlie. My father fought the witches. My mother too fought the witches. I'm also fighting the witches. You understand? That mentality has dropped. Another one has come inside. Just by hearing. Who oh, hear what I just said? So that person who just entered, and that is where sometimes Christians, many Christians miss it. We saw the person, he has changed, he has changed. We said, why? Oh, because when the evangelist came, he went to confess this, or when he came to confess this, oh, he has changed. His changes is not as a result of character first. His changes is as a result of the human spirit. That human spirit is made like Jesus. So when you see the human spirit of Jesus, the new man, and you see the human spirit of all of you sitting down here, they are the same. What the human spirit of Jesus carries in him is the same thing that you are carrying. The life and the nature, the same disposition in your spirit. Now, so he says, as newborn babe. That's what the scriptures refer to. Somebody who just got born. He says, as new, who is a newborn? Now, who is a newborn? Somebody who has never existed has been brought into existence. So he refers to the Christian as a newborn. Baby. He says, desire the sincere milk of the word. So when a person is born again, it's a newborn. That means that he doesn't have, does a newborn have a past? He doesn't have a past to see in 2018, I did this. That is why I'm now reaping the fruit. You see, you see, you see the whole thing. So when the demons see your ignorance, then they pick 2018. Why are they picking the 2018? Because even though your spirit is saved, your soul has to learn what has happened to your spirit. So it says, and be not conformed to this world, 
but be you transformed, transfigured by the renewal of your mind. Why does he talk about renewal of your mind? So that your mind can learn what has happened to your spirit. So in a church where your mind is not learning that, your mind still have a mentality that is like haywire, it's gone haywire. Everything enters it and go out. Did you hear what I said? So you'll be there where they'll say, oh, you'll be hearing some FM and they say, and the ancestral powers are chasing you all around. You understand? They say, it's too ancestral. The way I've gone through a lot of this is ancestral powers. Then you'll be there, the one evil spirit there who knows that you are ignorant. Because evil spirits know you are ignorant when you are ignorant. Did you hear what I said? When you have light, it shows. Can you have, can you own your light and it doesn't show? So when there is too much light in your spirit and your soul, it begins to reflect. So as you are coming and you are emitting some light like this, the demons know that this one has, this one is not just declared by Jesus as the light of the world. In fact, it's, it's an emission of light. Did you hear what I said? When you are ignorant too, the demon just passed by you and say, 1997, what you did. He is whispering in your ears. Then it goes to your mind as you are going, you sit down quiet, you say, 1997 is true. When I did this and that woman cursed me, it's still working. What is happening is that the enemy is taking advantage of your ignorance. It is not how powerful that 1997, no. You got born again. What happened in 1997 is not part of you. It wasn't you. You can't see a newborn child and say that you are the one who stole my things 1997. Can you say that? You can't see a newborn and say, oh, do you remember that you came to... So I'm not the same person. The point is we think we are the same. Why do we think? Because of our minds. So your mind must hear these truths. That's why many Christians are walking around still in bondages. Many Christians all over the world. All over the world. Demons are taking advantage of their ignorance. Situations, their mentalities are shaking here and there. But as a Christian, you have a stable mentality. It's stable. Derived from the word. Derived from meditation on God's word. He calls that the wisdom of the just. He calls that the furnaces of the just. The mindset. It means that there is a setting in your mind. Have you seen a, a remote control? It has been set. Is that true? You see your world, it has been set. So reset it for me. Is that not true? So there's a mindset. You have to set your mind on what you have become. So that you never sit down and say, oh, this, this sickness will kill me. Which sickness? Where did it come from? You wake up in the morning and say, this man is a fresh man. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Now, this thing I'm sharing with you is very important. You should take advantage of your rights in Christ. Or sit down and watch things just happen. I've said it before. I say you should learn how to talk to your body. You should learn how to regulate your body to live in health. You should learn all of these things. These are not things that will automatically happen because you believe in Jesus. And so I'm, I'm a Christian. Oh, God, are you watching me? I know God is watching all that I do. Those are, those are, those are talks of ignorant person. God is watching what everybody is doing. But you have the ability to regulate what should be happening. And you should take advantage of that by praying in the Holy Ghost and making declarations. Who heard what I just said? Is that not powerful? Is that not powerful? So you are a new person. You should know that. Some Christians don't know that they are new persons. They are still looking back at 2007. What happened? 2010. If you are saved, you are born again. And they say, oh, do you remember that when you were young? You say, no, I'm not the same person. You used to like insults. You say, no, I'm not the same person. 
my spirit man has been fashioned to speak the right words to walk in love do you know what I'm saying to walk in forgiveness your spirit man and all of those things so you live like that you begin to live the new life what we should be training you in church every time is train you like this and you begin to live just like we train a newborn babe or baby and then we train that newborn baby and the newborn baby doesn't know anything just living all that words you've spoken to the newborn is what he says if you say this you just say as he's going four years old he says the same thing you've said true or false he's living he's not living in the past he doesn't know that he has a past he doesn't he, he, there is no past that's what I'm trying to say <laughs> shout glory and remember this new person was raised after all those things of first Adam had been dealt with so if the things of first Adam had been dealt with are still troubling I have sin troubling me no that new person is not sinable do you know what I'm saying it's not what he is called the righteousness of God he cannot sin now the scripture says that I write unto you so that you do not sin. I don't know what it says. But if anyone sins, this when everyone sin. Is that what he said? They say if any man sin. There's an if. Because there's a possibility not for you to sin. But the level where if comes in, it means that you are still coming up. But it says I write this unto you so that you do not sin. So don't say that there, in this world there's nobody who does not sin. That is a voice of an ignorant person. There are some of us who do not sin. We want to say we do not sin. We are, we, are, we, are, we are the righteousness of God. We live right. Oh, what I said. He says, if any man sins, we have an advocate. That's what he said. Being Jesus Christ. The righteous. In case anyone sins. In case. So that you, mat- you, 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 you feed your spirit and feed your soul on what your spirit is or who your spirit is. You'll be renewed in the spirit of your mind. In the spirit of you will be renewed. Fresh revelations hitting your, your mind. What you used to think so fearful, you don't think fearful again. So the new creation is more than a conqueror. How can I be afraid? You didn't say he's conquering. You didn't say he's conquering. You didn't hear what I said? This same, if it was, it, was it Hebrews chapter 1? Go there, let me just show you something before we close. So they look, I'm preaching for a long time. Is that not true? You came late. You should have come early. When you come late like that, you destroy the whole time plan. Is that not true, Pastor Fair? Come on, shout glory. <laughs> shout glory. <laughs> so Hebrews chapter 1. God who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets. Verse 2, quickly. Say, I'm a different kind of person. Uh, say it. Say, I'm a different kind of person. Where well, I used to just insult everything. I get mad. I get mad. I've moved beyond. I'm not that person. The new creation man is not working around getting mad at anything. <laughs> So you build these truths into your... See? Oh, come on, shout glory. glory. Who is hearing what I'm saying? Did you meet Peter, the fisherman? When he met Jesus, he said that what you are saying cannot happen. I'm a, I'm a fisherman. Is that not true? I don't know what happened. He was preaching. And when the Holy Ghost fell, and that was the introduction of the church, the new creation had, had come up. That was, the Holy, that, that was Jesus. When the Holy Ghost came, then the church had begun. The new creation, the possibility for new, many new, new men to be in this world had been made. The possibility. Who is saying what I'm saying? Peter became different. They said, ah, is this not the Peter we know? 
Is that not true? Something had happened. Something had happened to his spirit. And he was the one who said we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. So Peter did not just go around doing miracles, miracles. Is that not true? He gave himself to the word. So he knew what he was talking about. In fact, he knew so much, but when he met Paul, he said, no, this man knows, this man knows, this man knows. <laughs> Come on, shout glory. <laughs> he said some of the things that Paul writes are difficult to even understand. Very hard to understand. That is what we are explaining to the church today. Has in this last day spoken unto us by his son, whom he has appointed. I want us to see some scriptures and then we close. Whom he has appointed heir of all things. Do you see there? By whom also he made the wells. Uh-huh. Who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, upholding all things by the word of his power. When he had by himself purged our sins, he sat down. Oh. Come on, shout glory. glory. So I always said that the Christian, looking at the human spirit, is a duplicate of Jesus. John, not knowing what to say, said that for us he is. He says, so are we in this world. For us he is. He says, so are we. Now go to the same Hebrews chapter 2 again. Oh, I love that Hebrews chapter 2. Kalabasatalaba. Hebrews chapter 2 and go to verse 9 or verse 10. But we see Jesus. Do we see Jesus? Who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death. Jesus made a little lower than the angels than for the suffering. For what? The suffering of death. It says this Jesus has been crowned with glory and crowned with honor. This is the Christian. Crowned with glory. Crowned with honor. Learning. When we look into the book of Romans, we are learning. We look in the book of Philippians, we are learning. What are we learning? Are we learning to preach? No. We are learning ourselves. We are learning to know who we are. We are learning to know what God has made us in Christ. And how we should act. And not just accept everything. That he by the grace of God should taste death for every man. Is that not powerful? Now is this English? To taste death for every man. Go to verse 10. Let me show you something there. For it became him for whom are all things and by whom are all things in bringing many sons unto glory it became him is that an English Alfred is that English for it became him for whom are all things talking about Christ Jesus and by whom are all things in bringing many sons unto glory is that not powerful so many sons have been brought unto glory that's why we shout we say shout glory glory Say, I have been brought unto glory. glory. You see, if we train the church like this, we will just begin to live the upper life. We begin to live this kind of supernatural. Is that not true? When we meet some demon on the same, say, clear off our road, let's go. Do you know what I'm saying? When you meet all those disappointed, they say, disappointed me, come out in the name of Jesus. We are living in the name of, one day I'll I'll teach you the name of Jesus. When I look at the name of Jesus and look at some of Christ, some Christians, I think that there must be trainings there too. This is bringing many sons unto glory to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. Verse 11. 
For oh, shout glory. Oh, you are not excited. You are shouting another big glory. Do you know what he said? Makos, Makos. This is powerful. This is powerful. For both he that sanctified and they who are sanctified. Who is he that sanctifies? Jesus. Who are they who are sanctified? The church. Just read it. It says they are what? They are all what? Of one. For which cause? Jesus is not ashamed to call us brothers. You see that? So we are, we are Jesus Christ's brothers. We are his brothers. I'm a brother of Jesus. He is my Lord. <laughs> Come on, shout glory. Shall we please be upstanding? Is that not powerful? Who has said something? 